Hello and welcome to the Norwich Film Festival podcast. My name is Neve Brooke and I'm a festival assistant here at the Norwich Film Festival. Today I'm here with Tom Berkeley and Ross White, the co-directors and co-writers of An Irish Goodbye. An Irish Goodbye tells the story of two estranged brothers who are forced to reunite following the untimely death of their mother. But when the pair discover an unfulfilled bucket list belonging to their late mum, their reunion takes an altogether different course. Now, spoilers ahead, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So, hello. I am here today with Tom Berkeley and Ross White, the directors of An Irish Goodbye, which is nominated for Best, Best, Best British Film at this year's Norwich Film Festival. How are you doing, guys? How's your day been? It's going well. Yeah, it's good. It's um, it's nice to be back speaking with you after after last year. We were just um, we were just speaking before we started recording that being at Norwich um in the festival last year with our with our first film actually was one of the highlights of the whole festival circuit. So it's it's um yeah, it's a real pleasure to be back in the in the Norwich Film Festival buzz and speaking to you again with this film. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, we we always love having you, and you are always welcome here at Norwich Film Festival. So to start. An Irish Goodbye, what drew you to telling this story? Because it's a bit different to your submission last year. It's, it's, a, it's a different film on a different scale. So where, where did the inspiration for this come from? Yeah, so we were speaking, uh, we actually wrote this film, this screenplay, before we wrote Roy, bizarrely. And then it was, as you said, it is a bit of a bigger scale of film. Um, and we kind of felt like, we weren't quite ready to tackle that <laughs> director. So we then set ourselves the challenge of Roy, which was a very contained film. After that, um, we, we fell in love with the sort of addictive pressure of making films. So then we decided <laughs> to go for the, the bigger and bolder. Um, and yeah, An Irish Goodbye, it kind of came from a few things. We, Tom, you were at a football match. You, you tell us a bit about that. <laughs> It's hard sometimes for us to think back like retrospectively about where something, an idea actually like began. Um, but we, I remember that, yeah, I had been at a football match with, with my with my dad. I'm a Leicester City fan and we were away uh, at Wolves. So we were over in Wolverhampton sitting in the way end and there were a pair of brothers that were sat like a couple of rows um, ahead of me. Very similar dynamic to the brothers in this film. Very big mm -hmm. sort of like salt of the earth, like burly guys, big beards. And the older brother was acting as sort of like essentially like a carer slash brother for his younger brother who who had Down syndrome. Mm. And um, they were arguing about the game and shoving and pushing. And like it was just a very, um, I don't know, it's just something about that, which kind of then I guess stuck with us. And I think to begin with, we had an idea about about these these brothers getting like lost on the way to a football match or something like that. anyway I think you know it's like things change and things yeah. and, and ended up how it ended up but we we like the idea of trying to see this relationship of two sort of estranged very different you know one brother leads very much from their heart and the other one is very much from their head and about seeing them try and tackle um grief together which I suppose is a similar theme with our film last year but you know just what just trying to see how that plays out in um yeah in these in these chaps in sort of you know very rural uh middle of nowhere uh northern ireland and uh and that kind of speaks a little bit to our sort of upbringings as well these kind of offbeat quirky characters that sort of just live in the middle of nowhere yeah. and time on them so yeah i was i was it was probably that ross but like you know it, as as with everything it was a, it you know it just kind of yeah it sort of morphs it sort of morphs doesn't it and then we sort of you know it kind of becomes this thing about like you know 
or like the character leaving home and returning home and that kind of the difficult thing of and I, I don't know you look you look back sometimes and I think we wrote that as the first thing when Tom and I just returned back to our hometowns from London mm. and we we didn't speak about that it wasn't something sort of and it was actually a friend saw the, the screening and said oh you've you've written a film about you guys going back home haven't you and it was only when I I, I considered that, that that kind of is a bit about you know um at least that character that's what he's kind of grappling with and then also we've got a shout out straight away, James Martin, our leading man who plays Lorcan, who is just, the, we, we kind of, we saw James in a brilliant TV movie called Ups and Downs, directed by Owen Cleland for the BBC. And we just fell in love with him. I kind of knew a bit about James before he, um, he's, for those who haven't seen the film, is a fantastic up and coming Northern Irish actor uh, with Down syndrome. And he is just uh, the most charismatic, um, cheeky, chappy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's great. So we we saw him in this performance, and we were having these kind of thoughts simultaneously. And then we thought we just gotta basically shape this around James because he is star quality. He's just dynamite on screen. So um, thankfully, he he liked the script and went for it, and yeah, came on board with us. That's, he is fantastic. I've got that on one of my questions later on, but he is so amazing and so magnetic as well. And he's so funny. His like comedic timing is, is so sharp. I was giggling all the way through. It's fantastic. And I think it's, you know, you were inspired from a football match, but it's such a big step because recently there are more um, actors with Down syndrome on screens. Like you said, there was ups and downs and recently that Ralph and Katie, which is brilliant. But it's so important to give actors with disabilities visibility and showcase their talent to the world. Did you think it was really important when you were writing to create two characters who, you know, loved each other and worked hard? And uh, sorry, I've completely lost my train of thought. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. present actors as actors and as characters and are fully fleshed out. James played a character who was fully dimensional and not just you know a, a part of Seamus's life if you know what I'm yeah. trying to say <laughs> I know exactly what you're yeah I know and it's that is to... <laughs> it is yeah I know that's that definitely you're, you're on the money with that because you know I think part of representation is about making sure that the actual characters that you're writing have agency and have flaws and in a kind of complex and, and multi-dimensional you know it's not enough just to like try and like I don't know put a put a banner on it and in a way it's a bit like um it's not really about it's not really about the fact that 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 James or sorry Lorcan has Down syndrome and in, in effect it's kind of just like that that is just the it, it just happens to be and that's the story and it's a part it's a part of their lives but you know, it's um, it's not trying to. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just if that makes sense. That I think like that yeah. is just important with represent with representation. Put putting these characters on screen. I think like the more that it can just feel like it's a belonging part of the story, um, and it's kind of embedded into the world. That's I think that's that's what we were striving for with this. We 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 wanted him to just feel like you know like he had all of those like kind of complexities yeah. and, and everything. To it as well or else I don't you probably got something yeah well yeah no I just I, I think that's kind of it you don't you don't want the um you know if if, if we're we're working on representation which is really important and uh, you don't want the sort of um 
the raison d'etre for the these people, these performers, these artists to be as only uh, representatives of their background. You know, it's like these. You know, James is a talented actor, so it's like he's not just the the spokesperson for. He's also, as you say, a brilliant comedian and like a great comic actor and full of charisma. So I think that's like a wider thing with with representation and how how we see it definitely is giving people the ability to um, be be artists and be actors in a story, be, be, you know, a part of something wider that doesn't sort of only look at that part of their existence. You know, it's like that because actually, you know, like anybody, we're, we're also multifaceted. There's so many interesting parts of James's life. Like Down syndrome is a very, very small factor in it. Like that guy, like, commentates on Irish league football he's like on the radio all the time like he is he does everything he's got a fascinating life so I think it's a yeah it's a shame if we only focus on that you know and in a way as well the way you tell the story like you say it's not you know it's not a part of the story James's Down syndrome and in a sense doing that makes the story more accessible to a lot of viewers so for me I read the situation that um I'm going to butcher the name. I'm called Neve. I know Irish names. Uh, uh, yeah, Carla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's in, I get it because it's my name. But, um, <laughs> he has to make that decision of, is he going to sell the farm? Is he going to take them to Aunt Margaret's? But in a way, I read that as a situation I have with my, my grandma when we were deciding whether to put her in a home. And that so many people can relate to that what is best for them you love them and they are saying you know I don't want this but it's that it's that horrible you know fracture in a family when something big like that happens be it a death or you know an illness everyone goes through this and it's such a relatable story to have so it's such a clever way to tell such a big theme <laughs> thank you well thank you <laughs> moving forward to sort of the the kind of sad part there talking about you know <laughs> humor is such a big part of the film it's a big part of all of your films and they are so funny i love the vicar who just is wacky and i've been trying to scratch my head like what is happening with the pigeons i need to kind of know what's <laughs> happening with the pigeons why do you think in a film that is you know has these somber notes of grief and death and you know sad you know a fractured family why is humor important to you in the script and in the film I think I think as with any of those, um, tackle is something like a family and grief and, um, and you know these fra these fractures and things. I think um, what's truest to life is when you've got a mixture of of these things where the whole kind of black comedy and that 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 genre. But I think the reason we're drawn to that is because it often feels like that is what life feels like at times. You know, I can think of in some of the you know saddest you know moments of my life there are often things that have happened you know why do people laugh in funerals and stuff and it's like i don't know i think there's the juxtaposition of those two those two things that happening is is an um that's what that feels like what life really is it's never just it's never all sadness and it's never all chuckles mm -hmm. and it's like you know there's like a kind of gray area in between and that's that's just the space that we when we first started writing together that we we kind of gravitated towards and trying to find um trying to find stories and characters that allowed us to sort of explore that that space in an interesting way um 
yeah i don't know ross if you no, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's the notion of like that, you know, gallows humor kind of thing. Mm. And I think that's something that is, it's funny because it's like, it's intrinsically Irish and it is very intrinsically British as well. I think it's one of the, one of the things that the, that the two nations share very closely is this kind of, you know, self-deprecating laugh at yourself when you're down that I, I don't think a lot of other nations really quite get. And I think we're maybe a bit insane for it. And I think, in the middle of, you know, Ireland and, and Britain is, you know, you've got Northern Ireland and we've got a very specific history with that gallows humour. And I think it's what people do to cope in times of adversity is find the find the absurdity, find the kind of the funny in it. And I think that's something that, again, without, without doing something that is about the kind of Northern Ireland's history in any way, it's about... Um, the, the way the place struggles to speak about difficult things and finds it easier to sort of, you know, negotiate these big issues in in jokes and in in laughs. And yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it also the humor in the film as well really helps with the brothers' relationship. It makes it so believable. I love that part at the end of the film where, you know, they've had that really poignant moment, you know, I miss mum. You just had a fart. Like it just makes it feel so real. What was it like crafting that brotherly relationship between Turlow and uh, Lachlan? Lorcan. Yeah. Lorcan, damn, Lorcan. <laughs> get there. Um, did you work with Seamus and James to sort of craft this relationship or did you know sort of set them free and they you know, made this. How did that sort of dynamic come about? Oh, you, you, you couldn't stop those two from joking if you tried it. <laughs> yeah, they, I, yeah, trying to do a drama with those two would be good fun because they just were like winding each other up. And yeah, we I think what we tried to do really was get out of the way and give them as much space and time on set to really develop that relationship, especially early on. We did some rehearsal, but to be honest, like from, from the day dot, we just saw that they were going to hit it off. And yeah. They yeah they're they're really good friends now and they FaceTime and stuff all the time. Oh, it's really, it's really, it is nice yeah and they um yeah they just they they were just really mischievous at all times. <laughs> you just if you heard like too much laughing going on or something yeah you'd you'd worry. You can really see that in those wonderful little scenes of you know the list which is such an amazing way to sort of deal with grief and, you know, show the brothers bonding as well and getting closer. Two questions for the, for the list, because it's such a spectacular sequence. One, what was it like to film those? Because they're quite big tasks. I imagine there was a lot of, you know, planning and stress when filming those. <laughs> um, yes, there was. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it was funny because when we were, when we were writing it, you know, we had, we had a, a list as long as your arm of like fun sort of things that they could be doing and then it was a we had to really pick our battles on which ones we were going to take through production and so trying to find a balance of um I think that the the biggest headache was um was the, the helium balloon yeah, the balloons. <laughs> take taking that try and take, take that up at the mountains in um, Northern Ireland and get that to fly and that was all a bit of a that was a bit heavy but you know looking back on that that was it was good fun and I think there's one of the things I, I love about you know working in short film is is the idea you know everybody coming in and but like kind of bonding together and like get get something like that that kind of you know, production designer 
Natasha and you know making like a mock of this making like a basically like a mock thing it's like it's like the the, the house from up yeah. and you know we had, we had so many balloons I think there was like two three hundred balloons on this thing and we didn't realize that when it gets to that size it's really like it it's strong like it's stronger than you and so we were doing it and doing it and doing it and then we we kind of like lost we, we we got lost control of it like out on the streets <laughs> and we were just like there like trying to and there were like kids coming out of their like houses and looking at us being like what's going on and stuff so that was uh that was a fun one but yeah like I'm trying to think of the other ones that we got in there but they, they were they were great they were great fun and I think it was really important that we gave them a good weight each one of those two mm. so that the film had that sense of scope we wanted to give it them give those characters that kind of that elevation within this very sort of small and contained uh, community that they're representing. It's like they're the last two boys in Northern Ireland and they're, they're doing these, they're kind of dedicating their, their days to these things. So they needed to have like a, a bit of size and a mm. bit of wire factor to them. So yeah, it was important. It was important to us. Yeah. You can really sense that scale as well. Sort of going from Roy, you know, the yeah. balloons and even that that firework sequence at the end. It is such a bigger scale, and it's that sort of euphoric, like you feel their euphoria and you feel their joy that they are, you know, happy together at the end. And it it works so wonderfully. It's like that sort of bookend of the film. It it really does work great. Thank you. I have one final question about your film. And um, I always like to end on a, a lighter note. Do you have a favourite wacky antic that the brothers did when shooting? That's a good question. <laughs> I... Oh, wacky, wacky. Like, um, well, why do you think, Tom? Like, one of my favourite things from filming was we, um, we spoke with um, uh, Owen Cleland, who'd worked with James before, um, <laughs> just you know like sometimes you check how, how actors work what are they like do they like doing loads of takes do they do like few and he said James is super easy the only thing you need to keep James happy is plenty of like buns and tray bakes <laughs> and I was like oh he's you know he's pulling our leg and then we were just like filming one day and James would just come up to you real quiet and be like got any chocolate <laughs> I just thought do you know what why not why not like I respect that so much so yeah I love that no, that's that's that is a good one. Um, I I it's not. This isn't wacky, but a, a really nice moment was the you know like when when we had the fire at the end of the film, the big campfire that they're sitting around, and I think originally the 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 film just ended with them laughing about fart jokes and stuff, and then <laughs> throughout throughout all of the shoot, um, both both those boys love a little sing song. And they've been singing away, uh, you know, Bella Belfast City and all these other kind of songs, singing them away. And so we we decided that we were just going to film them from behind, which is that 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 shot is now the last shot in the film, just them them singing together. And um, I don't know, I think I think that's just one of those things that just comes like naturally from being with the actual the actors themselves, embodying it, and like working with their actual relationship. And I think like that's like that ending to the film now is, is my my favorite bit when we get there I just I just love watching those two guys singing together I think it's really it's a really powerful it's a really powerful moment and like yeah it's um it's all credit to them really that's so interesting because you know as as a simple you know viewer as as the audience I assumed that was you know in the script because it's so 
wonderfully bookended the film with the beginning, you know, the radio, they're apart in the car, they can barely look at each other and ending it with them singing together, you know, that's so mad that that was just a decision on set. And yet it makes such a poignant difference to the film. That is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's the, it's those sorts of things that, you know, I think there's, there's something about those kinds of things when they come about organically, oftentimes, and you're there. I mean, yeah, it's, it, to, to embrace those ones, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. Because you can get a bit very, you can get very protective over script mm. and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we, we, we ran with that. Mm. Well, I have one more question for you guys, and I feel like you may remember what I asked last year, but are you excited for this year's festival? <laughs> As Tom said at the start, we absolutely <laughs> love Norwich. We really do. It just is such a great vibe of festival. We had a great time last year. We met so many filmmakers um, that we're still in touch with that we just have to begin with. So yeah, buzzing for it. It's a, it's a top festival, and we are so happy to be back. Yeah. I echo, I echo that. I echo that entirely. <laughs> well, we can't wait to have you back. Uh, I absolutely loved an Irish goodbye and can't wait to see you at the festival. Thank you Thank very you. much, Luke. Lovely Thanks. to chat again. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Norwich Film Festival podcast. This year's festival will be running from the 11th to the 20th of November, with our online platform running till the 4th of December. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and keep up to date with all things Norwich Film Festival on our website. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Neve Brooke and I hope you enjoy the festival.